the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. I'm your host, Simtiaz, and today is a very special episode to me because it's been exactly, almost exactly one month since I posted the last episode of this podcast. And I think I'm going to take a little bit of time in the beginning of the show today to explain to you why that's the case. I've been asked by a lot of people, hey, I tuned into, uh, you know, this week, but there wasn't a new episode. What's going on? And, you know, people are concerned that, you know, new episodes aren't coming out. What's happening with the show? Well, you know, the last episode we posted was on 22nd of June, which was the weight loss masterclass for Jennifer Trepak. So if you guys haven't seen that, please go check it out where I get into a lot of deep conversations with Jen. We even disagree on a few concepts, but you know, these disagreements are not because we have opposing views. It's because of the way we approach our clientele and our knowledge in the fields. So you can always learn something from that discourse. And I think that's a very important episode for anybody who's interested to learn how to lose weight and how to get started. All right. So, um, you know, if you know me in real life, you know, I'm a very straightforward person. I say it as it is, and I'm just going to say, it. I haven't posted in a month because a few things came up that really affected me. See, I'm a, I'm a very proud Canadian. I live in Canada and uh, I, I serve my country with pride. However, uh, shortly after uh, recording our 14th episode, which was the Father's Day special panel discussion with the dads that I had on a show, and, and thanks to JC uh, and the rest of my guests for joining us that day. Shortly after that episode, um, some news started coming out about Canada that really affected me, you know, getting closer and closer to Canada Day, which was July 1st. You know, one of the things we pride ourselves on as being Canadian is we're very polite, we're very kind, it's a multicultural nation, we're very tolerant of people from all over the world. However, as the stories were coming out about our past mistreatment and the past injustices done to the indigenous population of Canada, it really hit a chord with me. For some reason or the other, it just really affected me. And me being who I am, I think that having a platform in the form of a podcast whether it's a big platform or a small platform, it's a responsibility on myself to talk about these issues. Now, here's the dilemma. You know, my card's on the table here. I want to keep this podcast relevant to the topics of health, fitness, nutrition, right? I want to help you guys, the listeners, advance your life in that direction. But me being who I am, I just had this this overwhelming urge to talk about these issues and give my opinion on it. But I had to hold myself back because I realized that there's a time and place to give your opinion on these things. See, I'll tell you where I stand on this. I think what happened to the indigenous population, especially children being taken away from their families, being put into these residential schools, and then, you know, thousands and thousands of these children being murdered and buried in unmarked graves. I think, you know, that's something that I can't even comprehend what the parents and the communities felt like. And my heart goes out to them. And this is not new. We see it in different cultures all over the world when, you know, the native population gets decimated, happened in Australia, happened in Canada, happened in America, happened in South America. When a new population comes in, a European population, at least in the history of mankind, they've come in and decimated the native population. It's just what's been done. It it doesn't mean that everybody who has a European heritage is a terrible person and and they owe us uh, or owe these native populations an apology. Not necessarily. But I think the conversation needs to turn towards, okay, how do we make sure we acknowledge this trauma in a way that they, you know, there's reconciliation between the native population and what I would consider as the European or the immigrant immigrant population in this country. And, uh, you know, you can see, I, I can get deep into this, but my point is I wanted to stay on track with my podcast. 
So I figured, okay, I know for a fact, if I turn on that mic and record my episode on my weekly schedule, I'm just going to go off on it because I was very emotional about it. Uh, Being a father, especially, and having done the Father's Day episodes just, you know, before that news came out, I just couldn't comprehend, you know, what the parents went through. You know, I heard stories about parents um, coming close to the residential schools and setting up tents and, and huts and whatnot nearby just so they can get a glimpse of their children from afar. And it broke my heart. You know, the more I read into the stories about the survivors from these schools, the more you read about how these children were killed, the brutal way in which they were treated, it it just it shocked me to my core. So I had to take a second and understand, okay, I'm clearly going through an emotional battle here as a Canadian. I'm a proud Canadian. I think Canada, for what it stands today, what it stands and what it means to me today, a multicultural mix of people who are tolerant and who learn how to work with each other in this society. I'm very proud of that. However, the the bed that 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 community that I love is based upon, the history of Canada is not as squeaky clean as we hope. And I think I'm not alone in saying many Canadians like myself had to come to terms with the history of this country and understand that we haven't paid enough enough attention to the the troubles of the native population, the indigenous populations. I mean, heck, look at popular media, right? Look at how uh, Aboriginals and uh, Native populations are portrayed. Like they've got gambling problems, they've got drug addiction problems, they they always run a casino f- for some reason. Like it's 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 such a massive vehicle uh, that's been put into place from a long time ago to make them look like you know they are the ones who are messed up, but never acknowledging that you know the European population that came over here were the ones who messed it up. The the colonial settlers who came in here were the ones that messed up the ab- Aboriginal populations. So yes, I think that as educated members of society now, it's on us to recognize that there has been harm done. It doesn't mean that we are all bad people, the ones who are alive today. It just means historically something was done that was unjust, and we need to do a better job of disseminating that information within the media, within our school systems, so the next generation of Canadians, the next generation of immigrants who are coming to this country to become Canadians, can be better educated and not just gloss over this part of history, which is a factual part of the Canadian landscape. Now, I'm going to move away from that topic because like I say, I can keep going on and on and on about that. That really affected me and, uh, you know, I had to take a couple of weeks away for that. Um, the other part of it is I wanted to do part three and part four of the Father's Day special, which, as I mentioned in my last uh, couple of episodes, part three has to do with providing you guys an exercise framework, especially for dads out there, because, you know, we deal with the dad bod, we deal with a lot of uh, things in our life when we become parents that changes things we can't have the same time flexibility necessary you don't have the same drives the same motivations to go work out and stay in shape so i want to give you guys that exercise framework that you can use to guide yourself in the gym and part four is uh, going to be the nutritional content of how do you eat now now that you're a parent how do you change your diet or how do you make adjustments to it so you have a healthier lifestyle for longer you can support a healthier lifestyle not just for yourself but for your family so i had to give it some thought and i thought the best way i can do this is make two quick 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 episodes one with the exercise one with the nutrition because i want to get right to the points so without further ado today we're going to talk about part three father's day special for all the men out there especially the dads who are you know in the 30s and up 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Let's talk about exercise and how do you get yourself to do enough to stay in shape for as long as possible. Okay. So this is going to be a very to the point episode. If you guys have questions, please send me a message, send me a comment uh, to this episode on social media, but let's get into it. 
So number one thing, guys, for males in particular, okay, there's a couple of things you need to understand. A lot of guys go to the gym and they work on what we call the vanity muscles. They're working on their chest, you know, their pectoral muscles at the front. They're working on their biceps. They're working on things that we can visually see. And that's all well and good. However, some of the muscle muscle systems that you should be working that actually have greater benefits for you, especially being men who have testosterone, are the larger muscle systems in your lower body. This is something that we see all the time in the gym. We see guys who we refer to as chicken legs, right? They're really buff up top, but down there in the legs section, they're just two sticks. Uh, and, and you should balance your training. I'm not saying you know, completely ignore the upper body, don't. But place a greater emphasis on lower body training. I'll tell you why. Usually, you know, parents, when you're, say, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're carrying kids for a bunch of years, right? To carry kids around for, let's say, five years of their life, you're going to need to have a solid base. Your hips, your legs need to be strong. If you don't have that solid base, you can still carry your kids, and I do it all the time, but there's a price to be paid because what you're doing is stressing other parts of your body, like your spine, like your upper body, and that's going to cause a lot of issues with your alignment, with your posture. So a lot of you, for example, are very, very familiar with the concept of if you're working on a laptop or a computer all day, your posture is pulled forward. Your shoulders are pulled forward. We're very familiar with this. Well, very similar to this, you know, carrying kids. Me personally, I've experienced this. You know, when my first daughter was born, I used to carry her almost exclusively on my left side. So what ended up happening is the, the two muscles that go right along your spine on your back, my right side got really strong because it had to counter the left leaning because I was carrying the child on the left side all the time. So now, even to this day, you know, five years later, I'm still trying to correct that imbalance because you know, it caused a lot of uh, problems with my posture where my body's adapted to having a very strong right side. Now, why do I have to correct that? Can't, can't that just be you know, left alone? No, because what ended up happening with me and happens with most people is you end up developing pain down the line. I started getting random back pains. And I was like, what is going on? I haven't injured myself. I haven't done anything to cause it. Well, it turns out the imbalances grow and develop and get entrenched. And they, these muscles that are overly worked on one side versus the other start pulling on different bones and different parts of the body. And you start getting into worse posture and more pain. So let's start on the lower body end. Very simple, guys. Do your squats, okay? If you're going to do one lower body exercise and one lower body exercise only, do the squat. It's a very simple motion. You sit, you squat down, and you stand right back up. Now, there's very uh, a lot of variations of this particular exercise. My recommendation is if you haven't done anything before, start with air squats or just bodyweight squats, right? They're the same thing. Air squats, bodyweight squats, same thing. You're just squatting bodyweight. If you want to progress from there, I would recommend go to the goblet squat. The goblet squat is where you hold something in between your hands. So typically, it's a kettlebell or a dumbbell. You put your arms underneath one side of the dumbbells or grab the handles of the kettlebell, hold it close to your chest in the middle, and then you squat with that. I like this one because it allows you to go with a wider stance and it really helps center the weight. So if you're not used to squatting, again, it's a safer movement to do. And it's very similar to carrying a child, right? You guys can see this is very geared towards dads because it is a Father's Day special episode. The next exercise I would kind of let move up to is a unilateral exercise. So something like a lunge or a step up. Now, here you have to be careful. After working with you know, hundreds of clients, one of the most common things we see is knee pain. When people try to do any kind of lunge variation, any kind of step up variation, oftentimes they'll have knee pain. This is indicative that they have muscle imbalances that they haven't worked out. They have issues with their strength imbalances in their lower body that they need to work out. Or sometimes it could be a lagging injury that they just aren't aware of. Most of the times, though, it has to do with muscle imbalance, especially to do with the glutes, 
right? Because if your glutes are underworking, other parts of your body are going to take over, like your lower back, like your hamstrings and quads. Uh, and sometimes, you know, your quads in, in particular are going to be overly active and your lower back musculature also overly active. And that can really cause severe imbalances, pull on different bones uh, in a way that they shouldn't and cause knee pain. So if you're going to do lunges or step ups, I would recommend start small, start purely body weight, go very slow, start maybe one rep, maybe two, maybe three and assess. If you have no pain, absolutely go for a five to eight reps, two to three sets of that. Start with that body weight, and when you get comfortable, you can do this goblet style as well. So same protocol as before. Grab a dumbbell, hold it close to your chest with both arms, or grab a kettlebell, or if you don't have those weights, grab a school bag, fill some books in it, or grab a bag of some kind, put some things in it to make it heavy, grab it to your chest. Now, this should be light enough where you can easily do 8 to 10 reps and, and still have a couple of reps in the tank. So don't kill yourself with the weights. From lunges, I would go into step-ups. Once I'm kind of into the lunging phase and I'm getting comfortable with that, I would add step-ups to that game because step-ups now force you to move your entire body weight up. It's a little bit more of a dynamic movement. Uh, but until you're comfortable doing the lunges with no knee pain, you know, stick to the lunges and then go into the step-ups. So I'll, I'll cap that uh, right there for the lower body, right? I can give you 20 different variations of different exercises to do, but it doesn't make any sense if you won't do them. So keep it simple. Do your squats, do your lunges, do your step-ups, and when you're ready, go into a goblet-style carry with the weight so it can give you a better challenge and progress you further. Now, let's move on to your upper body. Upper body, I like to keep it very, very simple, especially for men who are sedentary. You need to know how to do a push-up. And I'm not just talking those half push-ups you sometimes see in martial arts school, which used to annoy me to no end. <laughs> I've been around, you know, kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, BJJ gyms for as long as I can remember. And you always see, especially the Muay Thai guys, they do this weird kind of push-up where their arms are super wide and they go down maybe an inch, maybe an inch and just, they just, they're like a bunny rabbit, like the Energizer bunny rabbit, just hammering out one inch push-ups. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Go all the way down, come all the way back up do a full range of motion push-up. It's better for you. It trains your whole musculature to work through the full range of motion, getting the most out of the exercise. Same thing with the push-ups, guys. It's simple, but it works so well. Start with bodyweight push-ups. If you can't do a full bodyweight push-up, start from the knees, right? Often known as girl push-ups or what have you. Again, I do them all the time, so don't get thrown off just because they're called girl push-ups or whatever they call it nowadays. Start from the knees, right? If that's difficult for you, start on an incline. So your hands go higher than your legs, okay? So stairs are awesome for this. You pick a stair that you can do, okay? Put your hands up on the stairs, feet feet down, and you do incline push-ups like that. When you get comfortable with the incline push-ups, you slowly move down towards a horizontal body positioning. So you go from being inclined to horizontal body positioning. In the horizontal body positioning, once you can do full push-up position, you can do 25 push-ups to 30 push-ups in a row with good form. Then you can start challenging yourself by either adding a little weight vest, adding a weighted backpack, or go decline. So feet go higher than the hands. The level of your feet should be higher. So again, use stairs or a chair or a table or a stool, anything that elevates your feet. And that adds another degree of challenge to your push-ups. Very straightforward. It's a horizontal push motion. Always work on your push-ups. It's a fundamental movement of life. To oppose that, you need to work on your pulling muscles. Now, this is where it gets interesting. If you can do just one exercise and one exercise only, I recommend it's a chin-up or a pull-up variation. Okay, 
bang for your buck, this is one of the best exercises you can do for your upper body because not only does it work your grip, it works your biceps, your triceps, your back musculature, all of it, it your core muscles, pull-ups, chin-ups, and the variations of these two things are so, so effective. How would I start? Well, very simple. You need to develop your grip strength first. Most people can't do pull-ups because their grip strength is not there. So your body, it's very smart. It's not going to let you do something where it thinks it's a risk. So this is how you start. Go find a bar. Okay. It can be in the park. It can be a tree branch. It can be a playground thing. Any structure where you can hold onto and grab a football post, anything like that that you can grab, grab onto the bar, straighten your hands out. So you're hanging completely straight down and hang for as long as you can. This is called a dead hang. This is by far one of the most effective ways to build up your pull-ups. I use this technique all the time. When I haven't done a pull-up for a long time, like now during the pandemic, I don't have a pull-up machine at home. I'm in the process of getting one. And the gyms just opened up in Ontario, but I'm not going to go back to the gyms for a little bit just because, you know, I don't want to risk it with my family. So I'm out of luck, right? No pull-up training for me for a little bit. However, while I'm waiting to get my pull-up machine in and all of this stuff, I know for a fact when I get back to training, I'm doing dead hangs to start with. And you should aim to hang for 30 to 45 seconds straight with good grip. Once you can master that, then what you should do is is negative pull-ups. Okay, they're called negative. So what you do is you get a stool, you get up on the pull-up bar. So the position you're in is at the top of the pull-up. Your hands are by your chest, you're grabbing the bar, your chest and chin are over the bar or whatever you're holding onto. And then you move your feet off the stool to either side and slowly let yourself down. You can use an elastic band here to help you with this motion to give you a little bit of assistance if you want. And if you're going to the gyms, you have those machines where you can put your knees down, grab the pull-up bars, and and that can also help you as well. But you go from dead hangs to negative pull-ups. Negative pull-ups are awesome because they help build your muscle strength and muscle mass quite rapidly when you do them, right? When you can do about eight to 10 reps, two to three sets of the negatives, then you can start using banded pull-ups. You put a band around your knees, bend your knees, grab the pull-up bar, and attempt to do a pull-up. If you can get quarter of the way up, great, do that. Your goal now is to go from quarter way to halfway. If you can get to halfway, then half to three quarters. You work your way up. But pull-ups and chin-ups, different grip variations, hammer grips, palm facing you, palm facing away, work on those. If you prefer working on a machine, it's not as optimal as pull-ups with your body, just free body swinging. But if you're going to use a machine, you can do the lat pulldowns. You can do the hammer grip lat pulldowns. You can do those implementations, use those implementations. However, keep in mind, it's a lot, lot more technical and the form needs to be correct to hit the muscle at the right angle. If your form is not there and if you don't know exactly know what you're doing with the form, then you're not going to be using that exercise of the machine optimally and not hitting the muscle at the right uh, amount and the right intensity and the right angle that it needs to grow. So I always recommend go free hanging, dead hangs, work your way up into negatives, and then from negatives, you work your way into attempted pull-ups with bands, and then when you're comfortable, without a band, just attempt a full body weight pull-up. Now, if you are like me and you don't have a pull-up system right now, the alternative is you can do seated rows. So I use my elastic bands at home, I wrap it around my table leg, and that's where I do my rows. And it's worked wonders for me. It's kept my my pull-up gains you know, from falling off too far. It's kept me getting stronger. And here's a little secret. Here's a little secret about upper back or back training. Almost always, whenever you train your back, do double the volume of your horizontal pushing motions. So let's say you're doing two sets of 10 reps for push-ups. Body weight, when it comes time to working your back, 
keep it at 10 reps, keep it the same rep scheme, but do four sets instead. And the reason is, you know, just based on anecdotal evidence as well as kind of research, it shows that upper back, mid back, those musculature systems, they react very well to higher volume training, right? Think of it this way. How often do you lift things up, right? You pick something up, you bring it closer to your body. Quite a few times. How often do you push things away from you? Not as many times. So you look at how you function in life out there, right? You're picking up kids, picking up groceries, picking up what have you. We do that a lot more than pushing things away from us, right? A lot more. So this is why, why as well, you know, you need to mimic the functions of life if you want to be functional for a long time. So do double the volume of pulling as you do pushing. All right. And finally, finally, I'm going to try to keep this episode to within 30 minutes, guys, even with my little spiel at the beginning. Finally, we get to core training. Now, this is a very contested area. You can go down the rabbit hole with core training and just do all kinds of great things and all kinds of nonsense things. Let's keep it simple. For most people, when I say core training, they think of a sit-up or a plank, right? That's not necessarily the best bang for your buck, especially if you're dad, you're getting on your age, you're in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s. Because think of it, as you get older, what tends to happen? Loss of function, loss of mobility, right? Do sit-ups give you mobility? No. Do planks help you with mobility? Not necessarily. Planks are more of a rigid hold position rather than a mobility trainer. One of the best things that you can do to train your core is learn how to brace. Okay, you can look this up online, guys. Bracing is basically what you do when you fill up your uh, your your stomach with air and you squeeze your muscles down and lock everything in place to support the organs that are there, to support the skeletal structure, to protect everything as you're lifting. So especially when you're squatting, you should be bracing every single time, especially as you're doing lunges or step-ups. Brace every single time. And I promise you, if you do this correctly, especially when you get up to like doing barbell squats or anything like that with a barbell and heavier weight, your abs are going to get a heck of a workout. That's definitely one way to do it. The other way is rotation and anti-rotation training. This is sorely missed in core training most, most of the times. Most movements we do as human beings is from a unilateral stance. So you're walking at any given time, right? One foot's on the ground, one foot's up in the air, kind of like a lunge. That's a unilateral movement. You're grabbing something, whether to pull it close to you or push it. Most of the times, majority of the times, you're grabbing with one arm, okay? Let's say in a sport context, you're throwing a ball, throwing a football, throwing with one hand, you're twisting the body, you're kicking a soccer ball, again, one foot planted, the other one kicking. Your body's twisting, upper body and lower body's twisting. So one of the most common things that happens with us in daily life is rotation and anti-rotation of the core. So the best strategy for dads or any men or any women in general is to train the rotation and anti-rotation of the cores. Now, this takes a little bit of planning. You can't just jump into it and, and follow some influencer online and think you're doing the right thing here. The simplest way to start is this. Grab a towel. If you have an elastic band, grab that. If you're at the gym, grab the cable machine. Okay. Very straightforward. If you have a towel, extend the towel, loop it around something like a table leg or, or some kind of pole. Okay. All the way out, hold the end of the towel in front of you. So the loop is to the left or right of you, to the side of you. And you're basically perpendicular to the towel when you stretch the towel out. With the bands, same thing. You're going to loop the band around the pole or the table leg or the chair leg, whatever you have at home or in the gym. 
pull it out. And so when you grab the ends of the band, both the ends of the band in your hand, your whole arm is perpendicular to the actual band. In the gym with the cable machine, it's the same thing. Put a very light load on the cable machine, maybe 10, maybe 15 pounds, whatever you can tolerate. Pull the cable out, fully extend your hands in front of you. So your arms are fully extended, grabbing the handle, okay? Clasp it with both hands. And now you have a situation where you're making an L shape, the perpendicular shape with your arms straight. And then perpendicular to that is the cable going to the machine. Hold that position and brace. Keep yourself steady. This is a very good way to train anti-rotation. Now, here's the beauty of this. If you want to train rotation, all you have to do is go from arms straight out in front of you to either twisting it closer to the source, so twisting it closer to the machine or closer to where the band loops around the table leg, or twisting away while keeping the arms dead in front of you. Relative to your body, the arms should be straight out in front of you, and you're just twisting your core so your upper body twists either closer to where the thing loops around, the implement loops around, or further away. Obviously, the further away you go, the harder it gets. With a towel, it's a little bit harder because you don't have the elasticity like you do with the rubber bands or you don't have the pull like you do with the cable machine. So with the towel, what I would do is train isometrically, right? Make sure whatever the towel is looping around is not going to move. And then let's say that the towel loops around a pole that's on the left of me. My hands are outstretched, grabbing both ends of the towel at the same place together. What I'm going to do now is pretend like I'm going to take that and move it to my right. And I'm only going to focus on using my core to do that. That's one of the easiest ways. Most people can use basic implements that they have lying around the house, a rope, a towel, maybe elastic bands, or if you have a gym set up, a cable machine, and train the rotation component of your abs. Now, you can go down the rabbit hole with ab training, and I promise you I'll make an ab-specific uh, episode one day. But for now, lower body, stick with your squats, then lunges, then step-ups. Upper body, go for push-ups dead hangs for pulls, and then work into the chin-ups and pull-ups. If you don't have the pull-up situation, just like I don't, work on seated horizontal rows, single-arm seated horizontal rows. They're amazing, especially if you have an elastic band. At home, it's, it's a beautiful thing to train because you can move further away for more tension, move closer if it's too hard. You can get a harder elastic band. There's so many ways to work with it. If you want to make it more challenging, you can put a small dumbbell in your hand, then grab the elastic band. There's so many variations that I've been doing over the last year because of the pandemic, just to keep up with it. So that's a beautiful way to train your back training. And finally, with the core, work on anti-rotation and rotation of the core. Don't just think about doing the sit-ups or doing the supermans. Think about rotation and anti-rotation, because most of life is rotation and anti-rotation and bracing in those movements. All right, guys, we're at roughly the 27-minute mark. I promise to keep this so short and simple. I, I, I will say we're back on our weekly schedule now, now that I've calmed down enough to not just completely go on a one hour rant about all these injustices that I see. See, that's one of the things with me. When I see something like that, it's hard for me to stay quiet about it. So I've had to train myself over the years to really pick and choose the moments when I talk about certain topics, because, you know, on a fitness podcast like this, most of my audience is here to get fitness information. They're not here to hear my opinion on XYZ or something that's happening. And I know a lot of you appreciate the fact that I talk openly and honestly about things and I bring things up as they are. But, you know, I want to make sure this podcast really benefits you in the health and fitness sector. If you guys want to hear me talk about things that I have opinions on, we can talk about that off the air. We can talk about that in person. That's always something we can do. But for now, we are back on schedule. I'm going to release the next episode within the next two days because I want you guys to be working on these things. 
get on the nutrition, get on the training. The next episode, episode four of the Father's Day special, as promised, is going to cover the basics of nutrition. Again, this is not magical science. This is basics of nutrition. Anybody and everybody can make this happen if they just take action. All right, guys, that's it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think about it. Comment, like, share the episode. I know a lot of you share this with your friends and family, and I've been getting a lot of people coming in and watching the show and letting me know that they're coming because their friends share this with them. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, until the next time I see you guys, stay strong, be kind to one another. We're almost through this pandemic. We're almost there. Take care of yourself and I'll see you then.